What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to a heartfelt edition of Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today the entire squad. Ryan looking dashing as ever with his Batman beater. And a fresh cut as well. Leo (laughs) going from a beautiful icon picture to your beautiful video with Jets and Yankee paraphernalia behind him. (laughs) I guess I'm, I'm, I'm all East Coast out, baby. And coming through a little a little salty before we start this lovely podcast, Jennifer with my Stone Cold Steve Austin pillow right behind her. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners don't care about that, Dave. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So why I said heartfelt is because um, today we are doing the draft again, and we are doing it on performances. This should be a very, very fun one. But before the draft started... And before the podcast started, we did a little randomizer, and um, yours truly landed the number one pick, and the person I chose to spend the rest of my life with is not very happy about it. No, she's, uh, no. she's definitely did it. <laughs> so, but before we get into that, let's get into some of the news of the week. Um, a show that Leo and I love very much, that Jenny has not seen, and I know Ryan for sure has not seen, Succession Season 3 is set to finally debut in October. I say finally because for me it's only been two months since I saw it, and I'm already <laughs> craving for more. Um, for you, Leo, must be a while, so you're probably excited about this. Yeah, yeah I'm still, so it's funny, much like yourself, I, I definitely, it was one of those, like you know, like the people that got into Game of Thrones late? Yeah. It's like real Game of Throners had to wait like that freaking like crazy year and a half break between the last season mm-hmm. and like, so it's like, we didn't suffer that, but I mean, we're fans. So Yeah, we're oh just- yeah. It's the best <laughs> show on television. Like, it's not even close of how good. Jennifer, are you going to watch Succession before season three starts? Yeah, it'll take me like a weekend. No, no, you will watch it with me because I want to rewatch it with you because I need no, to no, see. No, 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 I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't work that way. I don't. I don't do TV with you the same way. You were so slow. I cannot. <laughs> I no, no. You want me to watch it? I'll get it done in a weekend and I'll be ready to go in time for its premiere. I, I just want to watch it with. If you. If I watch it with you, we're going at a snail's pace. Right now, we're watching the. Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman That's... over again, and we have to keep waiting until ste- David's like, okay, we're going to watch two episodes, and that's it. And you're then ste- we move on. And I'm you're like, st- really? You're stepping over segments, Jennifer. Know your, cue. know your cues, Jen. We watch about two all or three right, a day. All right, fine, whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, like he just like likes little bite sizes, and then he doesn't like to keep going straight. But I'm like, that's not how I work. That's not what a binge is. It's not, it's not a binge. No. That's the definition of binging. Well, I will I say, I do binger. I, I do love weekly episodes again, Leo. I think it's let us enjoy like the Marvel and Star Wars stuff a lot more. Dave, Dave what the heck has happened with television, though? We're like, back we to... Went from... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I... it's like we... it makes no... We went from like syndication TV, cable TV, 
Now streaming where everything came at once. And now we're now going backwards. Now we've taken a step back. <laughs> I, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Ryan, will you ever watch Succession or does not seem like a show you would like? There are no There's superheroes not. or superpowers on it. How about is it? <laughs> is it what? Is it comedy? Oh, it's funnier, right? Le- Leo, can I describe it to him this way? It's just a bunch of Lex Luthors. Wow, you know that's a really good one. It's like Lex Luthor and his kids, and like them all trying to become the next Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's it's like great. It's a great one. It's like old man Luthor and his family. It's so good. But um, all right. So next that next bit of news. This is more for actually. This may be for all of us. Next Netflix is set to launch their own Comic Con style event in September. Did you guys see what the title of it is going to be? No. No. Da-dung. It's literally called Done Done. That's the title of their convention. Like the opening of the their opening of is based on Law and Order. No, their convention <laughs> their convention is based on the opening of their 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 sound of every Netflix i uh, property you watch. The da-dung. So what would, what would you what would you say is Law and Order's then? Like clunk clunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, they're, it looks like they're going to do it like DC Fandom. So it's going to be, my guess, it's probably going to be like this interactive thing online that they're going to show up, you know, their upcoming slate of movies and uh, and TV shows. So I suspect we'll get trailers for Don't Look Up, the, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio film with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, more of their Oscar stuff, Stranger Things 4, stuff like that. So it should be interesting. Dave, what would what, you say that this means? Because the same thing similar happened with Disney, right? Because Disney has D2, D23. D23. So that kind of like, it not saturates, it, it, it does the reverse, right? It's like, it kind of, the what's the word that's opposite of saturates? But for, for Comic-Con, they don't go all in. Like, they kind of like, they keep some material only for themselves. So I guess is Netflix going to do the same thing on the, the bigger conventions now? I think the conventions that get hurt by D23, DC Fandom, and now Netflix is... um. San Diego, because San Diego is yeah. the one that really gets the big stuff. And then look at look at two years ago, uh, they had a big presentation at SDCC for um, for Marvel. But the year before that, they weren't even there at all. So it's it seems like it's one of those situations where they'll pick and choose what they want to give at D twenty three or Comic Con. Um, next bit of news is more for Jenny. Hopefully, I think we're actually stopping our Lois and Clark binge to start this. I think. Uh, Downton Abbey is set to release on March 18th, 2022. Jenny is very excited about this. I'm very excited. And we also got a teaser. So we know that someone's definitely coming back. And thank God, because I don't think I could have taken uh, this person not being part of it at all. Um, so, Leo, you have, have you seen Downton yet or no? No, no. I, I've uh, definitely on the list. I have just well, we'll talk about it later. Yep. But no, I'm, it's, it's on the list. It's on the list. Ryan, I guarantee you probably never watched Downton Abbey, right? Not in my life. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm excited to watch the series. Uh, looking forward to it. I had, the funny backstory to that is Jenny and I started the first episode, and she just went along and finished it without me. Um, next bit of yep. news is def. I'll bring Ryan into this one because this one's definitely a Ryan news. Um. Season A of The Flash will kick off with a five-part Arrowverse crossover event. Ryan, will this save the CW? No, the, the DCW was done after uh, the last crossover, in my opinion. Leo, Once what? Arrow died. 
What do you think? <laughs> Are you can you not wait to see Batwoman in another crossover event? No, so what's funny is if you remember at, at last time we covered the crossover, like we thought that Batwoman in the crossover was, was so actually good. really good. It was mm. well written, it was fleshed out, it wasn't all her broody or fake broodiness. Um but I'm just I'll be honest, Rye, like Legends is okay. I'm not all in on it. The new cast members, I'm all in on. Flash is on its way down. Batwoman sucks. Um, like this universe is done, bro. <laughs> it seems like all they have. DCW no forever. It seems like all they have left is Superman and Lois. Oh, oh, Star Girl and Star Girl. Star Girl is refreshingly. It's. I, I think it's still. It's still good. I still. I still like it. And then I do like what I've seen. I've seen eight episodes of Superman and Lois, and I like it a lot. Uh, it didn't end strong. No. All right. All right. I will finish up, and then I'll let you guys know what I think. Uh, the other bit of news, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are working on a buddy cop film. Now, Leo, you and, you're a fan of this movie that I'm about to say, and I don't know if Jenny is, and me, I don't know if Ryan is, but these two together – I smell a reboot of Tango and Cash. <laughs> Yo, but like, do you, so do you, any details about the movie? Comedy or straight up action? I can't imagine this isn't a comedy. Right? Because like, I'm like, I don't want it to, well, I mean, Tango and Cash was comedic. Yeah, Tango and like, Cash was a comedy, yeah. Oh, man. I'm all in. Jennifer, what about you? Batista and Momoa, buddy cop comedy. Sure. I don't think I she has, I don't think she has the respect for Momoa and Batista like we do, Leo. Um, I guess. I mean, that cast is gonna make that. That's gonna be a really big player financially. Oh yeah. It's like, the, it's like when uh, it's like Magic Mike. Only they're all wearing suits. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Is this something you'd be interested in? Oh hell yeah! Like it seems like it's gonna be fun. Great. Uh, this one's no shock, but the surprise was that it was renewed before season four. Cobra Kai is renewed for season five. And um, excited. safe to say that I think that they were going to get their six seasons that they want because apparently the creators will have a six season arc to finish yeah. the story. My guess is if it, if it still remains successful, it'll probably go after six seasons, but we'll see what happens. That is, I've been thinking about potential players that will come to New York Comic Con main stage. Cobra Kai feels like a, an NYCC big panel because there's uh, season four, I think, drops in November. Oh, yeah, the timing would be perfect. You're yeah. right. So that's one that I keep, I'm keeping my eye on. Hopefully they get a big panel. All right. And then last two things, two big things, actually. Uh, one is a trailer that we'll talk about in a moment. And, Ryan, if you did not see this trailer, you are an absolute sham of a Marvel fan. Uh, okay. No, I know exactly what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about before the trailer is CinemaCon. Some highlights from CinemaCon. We got the Spencer trailer, which um, I am all, all, all in. Uh, Kristen Stewart said two words, and I and I already think she should be getting her acceptance speech ready. Uh, we also got the uh, Many Saints of Newark news. And Jen, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Many Saints of Newark would be narrated by Michael Imperioli from the grave as Christopher Moltisanti. <laughs> okay, cool. We Glad also to see him getting work. We also got news on the Matrix Four. They did uh, it's, um, reveal the first trailer, but we're probably not going to get it for a while. Um, we also got 
a screening of Clifford the Big Red Dog. That screen for attendees there. But there are two screenings that I wanted to talk about. One that you guys have no idea screened because I just found out a few hours ago. And one that I did post about Ghostbusters Afterlife screened for people. And um, I wish I owned a theater because I would be have been one of those that saw it. Um, from the other reactions, it is essentially what most people wanted. It is a blend of nostalgia blended in with a new story that will continue the franchise in a way. Um, very much a coming-of-age story that's set in the world of Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters, I've heard, are used very well. They and that's kind of everyone's been keeping tight lip as to how everyone is used in terms outside of the fact that they are used well. I suspect that the you won't see the original four probably until like or original three that are left, um, probably to like forty five minutes, an hour into the movie, and that's when you first see them again. Uh, McKenna Grace is getting all the love. Like they're saying that she is she is Spengler at this point, which is I love the look. yeah, the yeah. look is perfect too. Um, so I'm excited. That's my number one anticipated film of the year. But a movie that is my number one most anticipated of 2022 had a surprise screening last night at CinemaCon. And it is uh, the namesake of our cat. Can you take a guess what screened last night? No way. Really? Yes, sir. Ryan, you look Wait, confused. Is it, is, it, is it finished? No, I'm just. <laughs> It's finished. It's finished. Um, it is the first screening. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's a lot here, so I want to. I actually don't want to miss anything. Um, the first thing I'll start off that I want to get your thoughts on before I get into more of the details on it is the movie is three hours long. <laughs> okay. So I'll start off with Leo while I'm looking for every detail on that I've seen so far. What are your thoughts on the length? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bigger that's more like cheap, that's what well he you said. know what considering 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 what the um what the content is of this movie exactly what jenny said L- bigger, bigger is better bigger is better longer is fantastic so yeah there's a lot of world bi- building here i feel like like they're sort of restarting we get the origin like we know the origin of these characters but we're seeing it within this world so i feel like they have to build up to it I agree. I definitely agree. Ryan, thoughts on the length? I'm so down for it. Like, I don't really care for about length anymore because of the Snyder and Endgame showing that longer movies could really do well. And what book this is based off of, or one of the inspirations, yeah, of, is the Long Halloween. Days. And the Long mm-hmm. Halloween is one of the longest Batman stories, I think, written in like the last like 20 years. So... Or twenty twenty five years. Um, and, right. and, and Dave, and Dave, and at least we know that this length of movie is not just completely f- like, built up with like slow motion things. So yeah. at least, at least, at least this time it's three hours worth of content. Facts. Because just... <laughs> if you've ever seen a Matt Reeves movie, he uses every second of his movies. That's... So all right. So this is I'm going to read you some of the thread, and um, so this is from Blu-ray Angel on Twitter. So they spoke to their source and their source you know they they said you know that they wouldn't lie so let's see if you know if all this is true but here's what i get the batman movie is a horror movie very graphic very dark very scary 
Paul Dana was fucking crazy. So fucking scary. I loved every second of him. Uh, the cut they show of Batman is three hours long. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. I have a million th- things to say about Catwoman. She's my favorite. Holy shit. Definitely my favorite Catwoman. Their thoughts on Robert Pattinson's Batman voice. His voice was perfect in my opinion. Their thoughts on Robert Pattinson's Batmobile. Holy fucking shit. That fucking slayed. Closing opinion. There is a scene at the at the end that literally had everyone in the theater screaming. Everyone gas like it was a big no way for everyone. I don't give a fuck about Batman or DC at all. And even I clenched onto knee and was shook um, and was shook. It's the biggest mic drop in terms of it sets up a sequel. Yes, definitely a sequel. That's the oh shit moment. I generally felt like they were going to start a whole collection of Rob Rob Pat's movie building on different villains throughout Gotham City. So, yes. So it's okay, is what you're saying. It's okay. So it's just okay. It's like people, people seem to like it a little. I never had a doubt. <laughs> Matt Reeves, man, I just love his Planet of the Apes movies. Like, if you haven't seen those Planet of the Apes movies, it's what I recommend for you guys to oh, see. Oh, those are long. Uh, yeah, they're about 220, 230. Yeah, those are long movies. We could do it. Yeah, we'll so back. if you've never... Have, oh, I know Leo has, and I know Jenny's because of me has seen him. Ryan, have you ever seen the, his Planet of the Apes movies? I've never had interest in any Planet of the Apes movie. You are. see that that I would say you 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 would actually like you would like it's 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 there are definitely some funnier moments, especially in the first one. But it's it's, a, it's like solid. Those film. are good. Don't watch the Mark Wahlberg one. Don't Just watch what, the Mark you don't all, need that one. All you need and to then watch the first original one. Yeah. From that 1968. I think I've seen that, but this that new, you this is one of the the Matt Reeves trilogy is one of the best trilogies ever. Trilogies, yeah, yeah. It is one of the best trilogies ever. He did not direct the first one; he directed the actually the two best ones. So in that oh, trilogy, you know what? And one does have a different feel to it. It's, a, li- that it's, a, it's a little bit of a lighter tone. The two, the the second and the second and third one are incredibly dark yeah so if you want to know what batman's gonna look like watch that and then that might help you out uh so yeah that is all the news for the week um batman is six months away and i wish i could see it yesterday (laughs) oh no actually no we forgot one more thing the spider-man no way home trailer oh yeah just that other that other company the other company (laughs) (laughs) you know that other conglomerate so i i've kept my opinion a little close to the close to the chest on here um i kind of mentioned a little bit on our chat but nothing too detailed the movie looks good i was disappointed by the trailer (laughs) for all the hype that that trailer started to build throughout the last few months i felt they could have just threw it on black widow and everyone would have felt the same rather than holding off i felt like they they continued to hold it off because my guess is that what they were holding stuff like that was in the trailer. But in, in turn, I'm glad I'm disappointed because I know that they're holding stuff for the movie. But as a trailer, I don't think I was actually like, Oh my God, like the rest of the, the rest of the internet was, I thought it was very good. I just didn't think that it lived up to the hype that I guess I was expecting. So, um, we'll talk about Easter eggs in a second. I'll start with Jen thoughts on the trailer. I thought it was yeah, I would say, I mean, I wasn't blown away. I You were actually asleep when it dropped right next to me, so I'm the one that posted it on Instagram. 
And I didn't dare wake you up uh, to be like, look, they posted it. They, they, well, cause we knew, we knew it was coming. They leaked yeah. it. So we knew it was, it had to be dropping sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, so it did feel like maybe they rushed through it a little bit to drop it. And maybe who knows if it had different, like other cuts in it, but then they were like, well, I guess this is, we're just going to have to go with it now at this point. Um, so I thought it was good. I actually thought it was a little long. Like, I thought some of the beginning parts were a little long. I was like, no, nah, just get to the, straight to the point of what we want to see. Um, I thought it was interesting with Doctor Strange and just like how they opened up that connection and then um, and then getting into like everything else. But I kind of figured we weren't going to see much. It was really cool to see at least Alfred Molina back, um, although he looks a lot. I'm going to I, I finish it, Jen, because I'm going to agree with you. But a lot thinner and like i don't know the hair but yeah that's okay um yeah so overall i agree i'm kind of i'm gonna watch the movie so oh, really of course yeah yeah we're, I, i'm excited i'm super excited for what the movie's gonna bring but uh yeah leo what are your thoughts um so it's funny after first watching it similar similar reaction it's but it's also one of those things where like we're so ingrained into researching and rumors and everything. Mm-hmm. So like everything that dropped in that trailer, we kind of already had talked about. You already assumed we knew what was coming. Um, one thing that I will say is after watching it, I started, I started looking at Twitter, started looking at like on social media and there was like some trailer breakdowns. Hold your and thoughts. Guess, Hold your thoughts yeah, yeah. on the breakdown. Cause so I do want to talk about that. Bre- after the breakdowns, I look at the trailer a little differently and I'm like, whoa, there's so much in there that I didn't even really pick out on there. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, but I just think that it's one of those things where like, I don't know, man, I, I think I know too much about this Marvel crap and now it's like working yeah. against me. <laughs> yeah. Ryan thoughts. Good trailer. Um, and I like, it kind of goes with what you said, Dave, if they put it with black widow, I think it would have, actually helped a little bit because then you could have seen it with an audience you know what i mean if you went to the theaters for it mm-hmm. um and you know kind of like a return uh, in front of audience compared to return without an audience you know what i mean yeah and this actually broke the mold that of CinemaCon trailers because CinemaCon doesn't release trailers until like months later I've noticed this is very rare. I think like Joker was one of the ones that was a CinemaCon that they released right away. Um, Spencer this year was one. I believe they're going to they were going to hold Spider-Man, but it leaked like Jenny said. And then they just said, you know, F it and then just just drop it. Now, in terms of like the Easter eggs that that's Matt Murdock, isn't it? Right, Leo? So that's one of the things. Yeah. At the at the interrogation scene, Matt Murdock's arm. (laughs) Um, I hope it's Charlie Cox. Doc Ock is talking to Tobey Maguire. He's not talking to to Tom Holland. Do you want? So here's my sense. Here's my thoughts. Why he's coming from another multiverse? So he's coming from another verse, right? He doesn't know who Tom Holland is. He doesn't know that Peter Parker. He knows Tobey Maguire. So that's why I think that's Tobey Maguire. Well, remember, and this is where I think it's getting. Oh, we know too much. Back in WandaVision, when Evan Peters made his cameo as Pietro. Like, no one said, oh, you don't look like the Pietro actor that I used to know. They just, like, said, oh, yeah, this is Pietro. This is, it, they, I think the director even mentioned that it was supposed to convey something that something is off, but in that character's mind, it's the same person. Could be. So Alfred Molina could just recognize a Peter Parker, 
but I know I get I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but and also, I haven't I saw this on the internet and Leo knows more than all of us here. There's a rumor going around that that's not Doctor Strange. Yes, I dig that rumor oh. so much. I because, because we, we all know where it goes. Because um because it messes things up. Well, no, that doesn't Doctor Strange doesn't oh. work. There's there's three things and one of them when I didn't know this, I thought this before the rumor started that I I, I saw the rumor. <laughs> Doctor Strange goes by the book. The fact that he's willing to manipulate time as yes. a as a I owe you one, he doesn't owe you anything. He's the reason Doctor Strange is the one of the main reasons that we're still here. Like they're still here. Yeah. Because he told Tony what to do, essentially. So like Spider Man like technically didn't do anything. He died yeah, and he that, came back. Like that cavalier attitude is Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange the first movie. Yes. That's the that was the attitude before Infinity War, before Endgame. So who do they? Who do you think it is? If it's not him, so you, I think you've heard the same things I've heard, right? What's his name? We're back. We're back to Mephisto, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he can probably mani- he can manipulate. No, he can't. Yes, 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 I think so. the big takeaway. He and can't I- sort of embody a body like uh, like create a doppelganger. I will believe this is Mephisto. If Mephisto will be the villain of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, do we get Agatha? Because I kind of just want Agatha back. Uh, I think I think we will get Agatha back. I do think we get her back. I really just want Catherine Hahn back. But yeah, okay. so, so good. yeah. Anything else that you saw, Leo? Um, from the trailer, I know the, well the Easter eggs you mentioned, right? Yeah. So supposedly there's one Easter egg of the lizard being uh, being in a cage inside of Doctor Strange's sanctum. Wait a minute, the lizard's going to be in this. That's the thing, dude. So the thing. So they're doing the Sinister the Six now. The Sinister Six is all hinted in that whole trailer. They hint at Electro. There's a scene, that, a, a quick snapshot of like an electric being blowing up. There's a scene with Green Goblin. You see that little pumpkin bomb at the yeah. end of the trailer. Doctor Ox or oh, Doc Ox arm comes out. Um, I believe the other one is. I think the last one that's mentioned is. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Sandman, but I heard Sandman, yeah, yeah. They meant they, they. If you rewatch the trailer little by little, you'll see that each of the Sinister Six is dropped there somehow. It's like, ooh, where yeah. is this going? All I want to know is, we know what multiverse is, these guys are coming from. We know where um, Green Goblin and Odd Doc Ock are coming back. They're dead, so I want to know how they're back. They're you know alive because they're dead. <laughs> Both yeah. of them are very maybe, much dead. Well, maybe they brought them back from a specific point in time where they're still alive. That's that's a good yeah. point, and I, I, I love that. I love that, that. I would hope that's probably where they go. Doc has a very short window though with the claws and dying though. That's the issue. Because the other the other thing window. is, Goblin died as a villain. Mm-hmm. Doc Ock didn't die as a villain. He redeemed himself at the end. So that's Wait, a, which goblin died as a villain? Was it Franco Goblin? No, or was it uh, the uh, De- Green Defoe. Goblin, not Green Hobgoblin. Goblin, not Hobgoblin. Um, while Doc Ock died, you know he helped, he saved Peter at the end. So yeah, yeah. so we'll see what happens. We got now a few we, months. The question is, are we really ready to see an old man Tobey Maguire? <laughs> yes, I, I am. We've been waiting for old man Tobey Maguire since Hot Aunt May. Okay, <laughs> and do we get um? Andrew Garfield in this? Yes. Pop up? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Those were the ones I actually have never seen. That just means we may get someone coming back from the dead, and I am all in for it. 
also, Dave, I heard a rumor uh, through through film Twitter of the when the trailer dropped. She's uh, too that busy with Cruella. That's <laughs> true. Supposedly, there's like this there's rumor going around where the this Spider-Man movie is going to serve to merge with the Sony universe, right? Multiverse is coming up that we're going to be using like this to like, this movie is going to be used to like bring in the Sony verse and like structure that whole thing. Okay. And that multiverse of madness is going to be used to structure the Fox universe and those characters. And that it's going to be one of those things where it's going to introduce us to how that multiverse looks like. Leo. Okay. I don't want you to bring that up ever again because that means we're closer <laughs> to the Fantastic Four and I I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for the F4. Um, but yeah, should be fun. Uh, let's move on before we get to the draft to what we watched this week. I, I'll head first uh, because I didn't, since I'm working in the office three days a week, I don't have as much as I usually do. Um, so... It's October season, horror season's around. September starts starting next week, so I kind of started my horror, my horror binges. I do a lot of horror in September and October. Um, I saw Candyman, the original, plus the new one. Uh, I dug, I dug it. I dug the new one. There is, uh, I thought the ending was very, very, very rushed. Uh, the social commentary on it was very Jordan Peelish because he wrote the screenplay with Nia DaCosta. Um, very controversial ending. I think that ending is going to upset a certain demographic of people, if you know what I mean. I Leo. actually don't think it's really going to upset a certain demographic of people. Oh, it, it's getting review bombed on RT already by the audience score, so it's definitely upsetting a certain demographic. You can just say white people. Well, yeah. Um, the sorry, Ryan. <laughs> sorry, Ryan. Um, but the movie's good. It's not all white people. Like there, it's like there's you know people, Some white people white like me, people. and then there's God that's ignorant little... white people. There, there we go. go. Uh, I but Yahya Abdul Mateen is really solid, and I think Jenny would agree with that. I think he is. Like I think he just keeps growing and growing as an actor. I mean, I love him as my favorite portrayal of him so far is Watchmen as Doctor Manhattan. But like he is just killing it throughout the early part of his career. I saw The Night House, which is very much a cerebral, slow-paced horror film. It's about how a person deals with grief after their husband dies. And um, the movie unlocks very, very different things that I originally thought, I'm like, oh, this is probably just like another version of Invisible Man, but it is definitely not it it opens some skeletons in the closets and you're like oh my god and rebecca hall's performance is really solid um and then the last three movies i wanted to talk about jenny i know has no idea what this is leo and ryan we're we're old do you remember <laughs> the 1992 movie sidekicks with chuck norris dude it was just recommended to me on my amazon prime <laughs> i loved that movie as a kid and when i saw it was on prime it had never been on prime before i put it on and i'm like this movie is as awful as i remember <laughs> it is an absolute poor man's karate kid but i fucking love it it's so damn good and then the last two um jenny and i saw vacation friends a new john cena comedy how is that? It's funny. Hello, Ray yeah. Howard. I got to say, and I don't know if you... I have a hot take, and I want to know what you guys think. The Rock is fantastic. But have you? do you think that The Rock is 
doesn't take risks with his roles. Cena does some raunchy no. shit. I think no, because The Rock knows what his bread and butter is, and Ooh. he wants to make money and bring it on. So he yeah. is always going to choose a specific type of role. This is called the Jennifer Lopez effect as well. Don't compare J-Lo, The Rock to Jennifer J-Lo, Lopez. No, no, yeah. because Jennifer Lopez does specific movies that stay within her romantic comedy um, genre, right? And she rarely takes risk. Hustlers, Hustlers, right? That yeah, was a risk yeah. for her. But she rarely ever takes those risks because she knows that she's going to make, she's going to bring in the money to the box office. She makes money off these movies. People go, even the bad ones. The one that she just had the second act was not great, but she still made a shit ton of money. Can I make, can I make a counter? Like The Rock, and they both know what they're doing with their brand. The Rock doesn't need to do anything else that is not in his purview. Can I make a count? He's already tried to too, hasn't he? He said no. like the whole baby, the babysitter movies, and like he's the. the he did that early on, right? My ca- didn't do too well. My counter, <laughs> my counter is that because The Rock is The Rock, and anything that has his name on it, no matter the subject matter, will draw people to the box office. He has the power to do something different because people will go see people go see Leonardo DiCaprio get fucked by a bear because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. The same. Well, he a lot lot of shit happened with him and the bear. But my point is people that that movie made money because Leonardo DiCaprio is Leonardo DiCaprio. The Rock built that reputation. And yes, I do agree. People go. The Rock brings people in. But look at all his movies in the last, let's say, 10 years. Oh, they're all they the same. They're all the same movie. They're all the same. Yeah. Action, doing shit that's crazy. Maybe a little comedy there because he's charismatic. Like, they all do have him going off of a building, going off a thing. He is sort of, I would even equate him more to what an Arnold or a oh, Sylvester. Yeah, absolutely. Or a Jean-Claude Van Damme was in that heyday of, like, action movie. Even, like, a Steven Seagal. Like with that action yeah. day that you had where they were churning out all these action movies with these big, large men and superstars, because there was a point where Sly, Arnold, like they would draw people in, even for the most like whatever movies. I mean, I love Daylight, but it's not a hard hitting movie. It's great because it's action and you're in the Holland Tunnel and it's like, oh, my God, it, how, it, how do it, we get it, out? It changed my life. I, I don't look at tunnels the same way. Tango but, Cash. But, you know, like things like that. So I just feel like The Rock sticks to what he knows. And it's not that he can't do more, but he doesn't need to do more either. I just like that Cena does different things. Like Batista. I like Batista does different things. He doesn't necessarily. Well, I think Cena is stronger in comedy than he is in drama. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I think Cena needs to, though. I think, like, when you think of, when you're casting movies, you're like, I need a character. I need an actor like The Rock. Right. You, you, you can literally typecast and figure I need Dwayne Johnson to be in this movie. I need a super physically imposing character. I think we need The Rock. If you can't get The Rock, your poor man, poor man's rock is most likely Cena. And yeah. I, I mean, they're both do- and they're both doing well with what they're do the avenues that they're in. I'm just proud as a wrestling fan that these guys are. Are succeeding yeah, in Hollywood. They've changed, they've changed the game for that. They're taking it as seriously. They can carry franchises if they need to. Because remember, like Hogan tried to do it in the '90s and he, it failed miserably. And then The Rock, you know, took over. And then obviously now Cena. So 
I'm happy for that. Uh, and like the, Batista has done more drama. I he, yeah, he does more yeah. art. He does apparently like he did an interview. He's like, I don't want the last one that he was super serious in that we watched. I can't uh, remember. Blade Runner 2049. Um, yeah. See. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's not a rock movie, guys. Batista said that. Like he respects The Rock's choices and what he does, but he actually wants to make good movies. Shade, but like it is what it is. I mean, I'm glad the three of them are succeeding, so that's good news. Uh, and then the last movie we saw last night was um, we saw the reboot, the remake of She's All That, He's All That. Oh, you saw it? We watched it. <laughs> I it? I didn't hate it, to be honest with you. It is exactly the same format. As the other one, it's the same with movie. Really young people. Even Jenny was like, Jenny about. was like, "Oh, when is he gonna find out that he's part of the bet?" And then, like ten right? minutes later, he and finds that was out. The classic line: "I'm a bet. I'm a fucking bet." Right? And so, like, <laughs> that they literally repeat the same fucking line. And Dave looks at me like, "Oh, look, he said the line." And I was like, "Yeah, I told you he was like five minutes before it happened." And then that was happen. Like, I don't. Really care about any of these people they're so vapid the one thing i noticed was that the movie definitely like all of these actors are are the right age to be in high school because they are really young so when you watch she's all that you not only do you really realize how old these people were in their 20s and 30s playing teenagers but for us it's like it's different because we grew up with it so for us they were like so big so it makes you think high school is like oh so big um i didn't hate it but it wasn't – it was literally just like they just regurgitated it and made it more modern. Yeah, it's for a um, younger generation. And I don't think you can make over a boy the same way you can make over a girl, honestly. There's not as many uh, steps. Wait, what about, the, what about the new guy the new, the, back in the 90s with Rob Schneider – or not Rob Schneider, Eddie Griffin. Uh, Eddie Griffin's in that movie where like that little geeky kid, DJ. Yeah, Walls. I guess. But, yeah, but I mean – I didn't find him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this guy, he's from Cobra Kai. So, Tanner. Robbie, baby. Yeah. Robbie. And, so, he, like, and he pulls he's out the. He good looking before, but I guess Rachel <laughs> Lee Cook was already good looking before, which she was, because she really wasn't ugly. She just had super yeah. long, weird hair because of that wig they made her wear. But, like, yeah. I and don't he pulls know. out. Uh, he pulls out some karate in this movie. Does he, he really? Does. Yeah. He does. There's a little connection. And they did a cover of the uh, of Kiss Me, um, which I actually didn't mind. It wasn't so bad. It was a little more like techno ish at the end of the movie, so it was it was good. Um, but definitely like spit up. Yeah, I'm gonna view this as an origin story to the to Cobra Kai. To Cobra Kai, <laughs> and that and now Robbie moves on and heads over to uh Pas- what is it Pasadena or oh. the Valley, and then yeah. My only gripe. Only My gripe. Biggest- it's My biggest, multiple that's true. <laughs> My biggest gripe. Um, a little bummed. Like, they get Matthew Lillard back, and I expected him not to be Brock because I was like, there's no way, like, there's no reason for Brock to come back. So he, I figured he would play something, so he plays the high school principal. Um, and then they bring her back, Rachel, but they don't bring her back as Lainey Boggs. She plays, <laughs> she plays the main girl's mother, and she, it, she has nothing. Like, all of a sudden, we see her in her scene, and she's a nurse. And I'm like, what happened? Lainey gave up on her art? Like, what is this? And then we realize, oh, my God, she's not even Lainey Boggs. So, like, that, I kind of hate that they didn't even, like, really connect it. So that's how you kind of know it's just, like, 
spit up. And I mean, for her to have a teenage daughter, she looks great because she's only in her 40s. Like, they're all in their 40s. But I just would have wished that, like, they were really just gearing towards the younger people. They weren't really going for, like, the nostalgia factor where they, I think it's a lost opportunity for them. I, they could have still brought back a bunch of people. I agree. Before we move on to, Lou, to, to Leo, I want to say that um, I agree with everything Jenny just said because there is nothing worse than bringing characters and actors from a property you adore, bringing them back in characters that are not their name. I wonder. What property did that in 2016? All he that did Jace, was this. Then, the one hour and 30 minute runtime of this movie last night was like Ghostbusters 2016 did not bring back. They did bring them back and they didn't use them in their characters. That's the problem. And you should respect this creative choice, Jennifer. I don't have to respect it. I already talked and neither, about it. And neither do I. Leo, you are up. Uh, so it's funny after record. Well, actually, I, I, the only thing I've watched is um, I needed to get my mindset into a very football mode for uh, for all these fantasy drafts coming so you up, saw, including you, you including saw the repl- you saw the replacements. No, so I decided to watch something I've never watched before, and I know that this is like very a beloved thing. Ready um, to rumble. I ended up watching Friday Night Lights. Yes, the movie or the never, show. So I had never seen the movie nor the show, so I watched the movie first. All right, let's um, talk about that first. Thoughts on the movie? Yeah, freaking loved it, man. It was super dope. I really, really liked it. I love the characters. I love, I love, uh, I love seeing um the Lucas, Lucas mm-hmm. from uh, from Fast, Fast and the Furious. I'm like, wait, what? It's his origin. It's, it's his origin story. He moves to Tokyo. Story. He moves to Tokyo yeah, after. Now it all makes sense, right? Now I see why he moved to Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, but it was a cool, cool movie. I really liked it. I know that it was based on like uh, the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took some liberties from the book, but it stayed. It stayed. It stayed accurate with like the the town and like the name of the team. So um, Leo, can I ask you a question? Because I've been trying to get Jenny to watch it. It's not really just a football movie, right? No, definitely not. No, this is not a football movie. This is like a this is teenagers, right? This is kids dealing with like a lot of the pressures of like growing up. This takes place in 1988, so it's like a little bit of like in like a, a, a period piece of the 80s. But it's by no means only like it. It's not a movie you watch just to watch the football plays. And there's even also a storyline that Leo, I don't know if Leo mentioned that someone deals with a gruesome injury that they have no, they're not doing well in school. They've officially lost any sense of making money in their life. And that was an emotional scene. But yeah, go ahead, Leo. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're hitting, it's a really, really good movie. I could see why it's so beloved, especially by people in like that mid-America type setting mm-hmm. um and and then that led me into like okay let me watch uh the tv show because i know that that is also beloved i'm a, i'm a, well, i've only seen one season and i loved it bro it is i just finished it last night i finished it last night so well written love the, the cinematography um the characters are all well fleshed out um a lot of like towards the end of the series you start seeing um uh, um a now MCU star. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, this kid, like, he had so, like, he was fantastic back then. He's fantastic now. Um, yeah, no. So for, for all our listeners, whoever watches the show, I'm absolutely, um, I loved it. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Would Jenny like it? Yeah, the show especially more. Because the show, what it does well is Connie Britton was actually in the movie. And her character there is really just the coach's wife. She doesn't have an arc, really. She's just there for supporting of him. 
when the only reason she joined the show was because they told her, no, 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 no. we're making you like a full-fledged, well-fleshed-out character with an arc. Um, the females, the females on the show are very much like they are all individual characters. And just overall, like the writing is super smart. Um, I, I think I think the show you'll love a lot more than the movie, but even the movie is not just a football movie. Awesome. Anything else, or just those two? No, I just been in, I just been completely engrossed into the uh, the Dylan Panthers and the East Dylan uh, Lions. Ryan, what about you? What do you got outside of wrestling? <laughs> Actually, I've been bad with that. I just finished everything this morning. Um, really, I just got what if. Nice. Um, I'll. I'll. I guess we can talk about what if rel- relatively quick on here. Uh, I saw the episode this morning. I can't say I loved it. This last yeah, one. Okay. I think the one Leo and I spoke about last week with with Chadwick Boseman. I think that's the yeah. best one so far. Absolutely agree. Ryan, do you agree or? I'm saying I'm. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. I agree. All right. Awesome. So yeah, that wraps up what we watch. Oh, and then Jenny. You have to talk about some shows that you watched that we finished last week. What did we finish last week? Mythic Quest. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mythic Quest. We did. We watched it. David made me watch it. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It's very good. Very good. I did like it. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it's definitely very much... It fits if you're in like the nerdy category of things. I think you can appreciate it. It's a it's an office workplace comedy, essentially, um, but dealing with like video game developers. And, uh, you know, it's created by the guy from Always Sunny. Um, and I think it's got it's got a lot of people you root for, for sure. So I definitely like that. Um, I also started this morning The Chair with Sandra Oh. It's on Netflix. It's only like six episodes. Um, I love her, so I was really excited to watch it. And it's kind of a comedy, a little bit. Um, and then we've been watching Lois and Clark cool. over again. Which they recently, because when it was on DC Universe, um, it was not upscaled at all. So I had watched like the first two episodes there, and the quality was very, like, eh, not great. Um, but since they repurposed it now for HBO Max, you can tell that they definitely upscaled it. Um, there are some scenes that pop up that that they couldn't really do much, so that will have their original grainy texture. But the rest of it is very much upscaled. Dean Kane um, is a babe, will always be a babe as Superman, um, but unfortunately, he is not quite the same babe now with his political yeah. beliefs. <laughs> that's um, the best way to put it but that's okay we can just enjoy and uh terry hatcher as lois lane what I a smoke show leo would be um i think it's still one of my favorite performances of lois lane maybe Absolutely. my my favorite i just feel like i grew up with her as lois lane i really don't care for amy adams as lois lane at all and Margot kidder isn't bad but it's just a very different iteration um, so I would say, yeah, I, can, I guess I could say Terry Hatcher's my favorite and yeah, probably she... one of the best Lois Lanes. Oh, and I was also surprised to see that the show really did not run that long. It would only ran four seasons. Um, didn't feel that way when you're younger watching it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to say before we get to the draft, there has never been more liberties taken on the Superman story than in oh, that show. Man. Um, do you remember how he got his suit on that show, Leo and Ryan? 
was it the the blanket that he was wrapped in as a baby in the mm, ship or no? No, his mother sewed him. Well, the a costume. patch, the patch is from okay. the blanket. So yeah, they took the patch from the blanket and his mother sewed him a suit. Which makes sense. It would be more of a realistic way to get a suit in the beginning. Um, ironic. That wasn't a nitpick. The only real nitpick I have on that show is that um, Lex Luthor is not bald. Yeah. <laughs> it just really irks me. <laughs> like I, I just need him to be bald. Um, and like he was a good looking Lex Luthor. He no, he was a very good looking. He was a very good looking. Yeah. What has he done, Jennifer? I know you're you're the go to for this. Um, I mean, he's done a lot of television. I don't know for you what. Um, I think his name is John O'Shea. It's probably on Murder She Wrote or something like that. John Shea. He yeah, uh, he was not on Murder She Wrote. I can his name is John Shea. His actual breakthrough was Lex Luthor. Um, let me see. What else has he done? He has done Nothing. A lot of movies. Um Oh. <laughs> he played Blair Wolf. Uh, Blair's father on Gossip Girl. That's where it is. Okay, that's where I also remember him from. Yep, oh, yep. You know. Got it. All right, great. All right, ladies and gents. It's, wow, he's seventy-two. Mm-hmm. It's it's time. What? <laughs> Wait, what do you say? He's seventy-two. He's seventy-two. Oh my God! Wow. So he was older for sure than these people. All right, ladies and gents, the time has come once again to draft. We're going to draft performances and performances what we think are good, what we think will win, what we think are immaculate. We'll screw David over. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's really the name of the game here. Yes. I know. I know. So um, let's get started. All right. So um, as I mentioned before, I got the number one pick. And I have no idea what to pick. I have two obvious choices. Hold on. Wait. Give the order of the picks. Oh, so the oh, order yeah. will be after randomizing it. Uh, Jennifer randomized it for us. I had the number one pick. I believe Ryan, Ryan has number two. two. Jen, number three. Leo, number four. Um, So there, there's two. And the, ca- and, the, and, and the categories. Oh, and the categories we will be picking in. Blockbuster, sci-fi, horror, comedy, drama, action, animated, Oscar winner, and flex. Oscar winner for Ryan is going to be my favorite one. Although, if he's smart, he knows what to use, what his, where to put his number two pick. And I, I will never help anyone in drafts, but I am going to help a brother out. <laughs> um, all right, so I have the number one pick, and I don't know where to go. I have two obvious choices. It's um, Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. Just go with Christian McCaffrey. I know it's Christian Stop McCaffrey. I know it's Christian McCaffrey. It has to be Christian McCaffrey. You go with the best performance on the board. It is like undeniable. You've been saying this is performance is the greatest. It is, is the greatest performance the greatest. of all time. Just do it. Why are you shit? Do it, David. But I know the other one's not going to come back to me, and it breaks my heart because I know it's going to go to Jen, and it's going to annoy the fuck out of me. Um... <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice the sure win for my heart here, and with the number one pick in the draft, in where can I put this one? Mm. All right, in drama, I am going to go with Al Pacino in The Godfather Part Two, the greatest performance 
in the history of film in the greatest movie of all time. That is my number one pick. Whoever enjoy whoever Solid. gets whoever whoever Solid. gets Heath Ledger enjoy that one. Ryan. Okay, go. well you just gave it away. Yeah, dude, you gotta do you that either. You did it to yourself, David. Oh, you guys would you, no way that wasn't on the board for you guys. Ryan, you're up. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Oscar. That's it? You don't want to add a little bit of tidbit to it? <laughs> no. He's all business, bro. He's all business. <laughs> you're liking, you're fluffing it up too much. You got to. You got to explain your choices. If not, we'll be here five minutes. It's joke. I mean, if you listen to the Joker episode, you know how I feel about this movie. You know how I feel about this <laughs> performance. And if you listen to me talk about the movie Joker, then you know how I feel about this movie. You know how I feel about this performance. Ryan, can I ask you a question <laughs> before we move on to Jen? Um, sure. Before I said you should look at the Oscar category, is that where you were going to put it? Yeah. Okay. That, Just making sure. Smart, smart, smart location, a smart pick. <laughs> I All love, right. I love that. I love that Ryan plugs the rest of the show. He's like, if you really cared about what I what I think about Joker, listen to the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got you, Dave. <laughs> Jennifer, you are up. Oh, that's eating grin. She's gonna do it. I know she just do it because you're gonna do it. Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. Um, I mean, you could go under Oscar winner as well. You want to put, put him in the Oscar? Yeah, I'll put him in Oscar. Can you give us a reason uh, why you did that? Pulled it up. I mean, fantastic role. Um, a role that essentially may have killed him. <laughs> uh, oh, that got dark. Brought in some demons. He won it posthumously. Um, you know, I think there was so much he could have done going forward. But this is a testament to how great of an actor he was and cementing his legacy, much in the likes of of many of those actors that we have lost young. And their legacies continue to be and live on. And I think this one is the role that he will be remembered for and will live on. Um, forever. Alrighty, well, Leo, said. you are up. Mm, I got the back to back. Yeah, I don't know where you're going. going. This. this is. I mean, it's it's yeah. From here on out, I know hmm, which categories are the ones that are tough to get people in. I would say, I mean, for me, Oscar was easy. But if you don't yeah. know too many Oscar winners, no, that's going to be the problem. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar I feel, is pretty. Good. It's going to be pretty easy for me. I see. Because you said it's like any Oscar in that movie whatsoever, right? No, 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 no. It has to be actor. Oh, that, or that that award has to, that that performance has to have won an award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I still I still go with that one. Then I think I'm fine with it. Let me go with. Let me just get a solid running back. You know, like a running back, just like this. Like all right. So what back. are we going? We're let going me, with like Ezekiel me, Elliott. We're going. Let me go. Let me go with Marlon Brando. Godfather. Okay. In that, drama. That is an that is an excellent pick. I actually. Was gonna try to sneak that into my flex, <laughs> but uh, That's a too, yeah. dude. I was definitely gonna try to sneak that in. That is an excellent pick because I feel like I feel like the drama category is the running back category because these are all amazing performances. Most most solid performances are in the drama category. Like right so. now, you just drafted if we're looking Marlon Brando, Godfather one. You drafted like like Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's like you know what? I know what I'm gonna get there. I know yep. people recognize the performance. Solid. For my loop around pick, mm, you Hor- know what? Horror is right there. 
let's go sci-fi. Ooh, where are we going I'm there? Let's go Sigourney Weaver, Alien. Jenny got sniped. Sci-fi. Jenny got sniped. That's what you get for not letting me get start the Heath Ledger, Jenny. You could have just let it drop to me, and boom. I see how it is. I will okay. say, Jennifer, there is another woman in sci-fi that you can grab with another great performance, and you technically could use Sigourney Weaver in another movie from that franchise. I so. could, but I have a I have better people in, in right. line for that right. particular genre. Actually, no, Jen, don't you, I go next? Yeah, you are I go, go next. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Jen. Don't skip me. Um, I am going to go. I am going to go. Um, Anthony Hopkins in the Silence of the Lambs under uh, horror. That's a good one. That's a good one. Not a horror movie, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, well, okay. So where? So psychological. No, no. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. It's 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 IMDb has it as a horror movie. Don't worry, I don't think it is, but IMDb has it as a horror. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? It's a horror. I'm gonna go with my sci-fi. Okay. Ooh, I'll be honest. It was the only option I had for it because I couldn't think of anyone else that was as deserving. And then when you said there's another female, I got worried that Jenny was gonna take it. <laughs> oh so, wow. Gary Fisher and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I have no idea why Jenny didn't go there. That's exactly where <laughs> I thought she was going to go. Thank um, God. <laughs> so thank you to the three of you because I did not think any of these two would go back to me. So um, in horror, I am going to go with my number three favorite performance of all time. Daddy, can I say it? Yeah, I thought you were going to steal it when you said I Anthony. I think it's Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Anthony Perkins in Psycho is correct, Jennifer. That was my number two. Yeah. I when you said Anthony, I'm like, oh fuck, she's gonna do it. That's in horror, right? <laughs> yes. Horror. And then in comedy, I am going to go with Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm, I like that. That is Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance of his career, not his Oscar winning performance. I don't know, bro. I still, I still don't think it's his first best, but I, I do I do dig it. I just think there's so much there in that character. And, oh, man, I fucking love that movie. That movie's aged like fine wine to me. Uh, so, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street is my comedy pick. Je- Ryan, you're up. Keep forgetting one of us, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between drama and action. Um... Action seems pretty easy because I think we could just dive into the MCU. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then I'm like, do I go outside of it and do I play it safe? You know, I'm gonna go with drama. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Ooh, that's a good one. Damn, I didn't even think of that. It's a very good one. Excellent pick, Rye. That's drama. That's not necessarily comedy. The Goodfellas? (laughs) No, yeah. Funny how. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I, I wish you would have just done the full gimmick. I was eating. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but. Um, no, that nice. Goodfellas is a drama. Absolutely. Uh, Jen, you're up. Jen, no, Jen. Yeah, Jen, you're up. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Orson Welles in Citizen Kane under drama. Damn you. That was the pick that I had that I didn't think anyone was going to pick. 
You don't know me, David. I do know you. I should have fucking. Pre- I should have prepared for old in Hollywood. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't prepare for old Hollywood. That it was... will not be the first to come up on my list. You mean the last? The last, yes, the last. <laughs> uh, so then, for for horror, then Ooh. I will Damn it, go. Leo. I will go with Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Ooh, that is Damn good. Man. That's a great pull, Leo. I love that. So far, we've all had great picks. I can't even say like anyone's had a misfire so far. This is great. No, these are solid. Okay. These are yeah. And see, on the comeback, see who am I going with? Knowing that I have you three glorious individuals, <laughs> and you know us so well, so you kind of know twice, choosing twice instead of just once. Um, let's see. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna go with animated. Oh, damn it. And I think I'm going to go with Robin Williams you, as Aladdin. Good. As a genie in Aladdin. That was, my next, that was my next pick because I didn't think it was going to go yeah. too far after. That's that's fantastic. Animated is a little slim there. There's yeah. some iconic ones in there, but yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Jen. I'm going to go with... Um... What are you thinking? There's so many. There's so many possible. I can't do drama anymore. But there's so many possible. Yeah, you, I do you, have that. Well, you you can do drama and flex. I have a flex. I know. I know. But there's a lot of other flexes I want to do. Um. You know what? Okay, I'm gonna go animated. Okay. I'm going with Tom Hanks in Toy Story. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was, that was, I just literally got perfect. sniped back to back. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Rye, you are up. I'm gonna go horror. Okay. Robert England, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep, can't go wrong there. Because it actually is a performance. That's fantastic. Alrighty. No, damn. Just just make sure Nightmare One, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now it gets Nightmare Five is there too. If you want to switch to Nightmare Five. No, 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 no. All right. Since (laughs) Leo sniped me and Jenny sniped me, I am just gonna have to. Evoke my 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 uh sniping onto Ryan. What the fuck? <laughs> in Blockbuster, I am going with Hugh Jackman in Logan. Oh, you can eat yeah, shit, good sir. Well I needed a comic book movie here somewhere. I usually am okay with passing them, but like the fact that I lost both Jokers, I needed to get some. Something here, oh, so no, well I thought that was safe too. I would have picked that next. <laughs> Alrighty, so damn, where Ryan I... next? No, no, nope. I'm double wrap around, wrap around. Oh, ra- yeah. oh. Um. oh man, um, you know what? I'm gonna go different here. So, an animated, I'm gonna go with Kathleen Turner as Jessica Rabbit and Who Framed Rob, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay, dude. Yeah, literally, because it was going to be that, or I was just going to go with James Earl Jones as Mufasa. But Mufasa doesn't really have a lot to do in that movie outside the first, like, 15 minutes till he dies. So, like, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. And make sure, Jen, uh, when you do your, you put Kathleen Turner, uh, Jessica Rabbit, because I'm sure that people do not know who Kathleen Turner is on on the interverse. For the the voting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, yeah, those are my two. Uh, Ryan, back to you. Back to Ryan. All right. Um, ooh, I could do that. 
you know, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to actually change my entire gameplay this entire time. Uh, I was going to put it in action, but I'm going to put it in blockbuster. Arnold and T2, one of the greatest face turns in movie history, in my opinion. Good stuff. Good stuff. I um, wow. I thought you would have gone somewhere else in that movie. Yeah, same, same. That's same. still, I'm still sitting there. Hopefully, it lands <laughs> back to me. Uh, Jen, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go sci-fi, and I'm going to go Linda Hamilton. Oh, and yeah. there goes that. <laughs> there goes that. Jenny oh, was like God. dying to snipe I really me. Have to have a woman <laughs> on my list. Hey, Can't just be all. Shout out to Terminator 2 getting two mentions already. And back to back, yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Leo, you're up. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. Uh, now, you can go horror and go get Nightmare on Elm Street 5 if you want. <laughs> I, already, I, already, I, already have, I already have Jack Nicholson in horror. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, But what I will do is let me grab... Let me grab Nathan Lane in the birdcage for my comedy. Fantastic. That actually was my number two if I didn't get Leo. Yeah, definitely. Because I realized I'm like, oh, you know what? Comedy. I don't want to trust that. I have another one in there. And for my. Uh... All right. Yeah, let me grab on the. This is just a little bit of uh, for my flex, maybe. I have to start researching sci-fi here. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a, that was a little bit of the rougher one. Uh, damn, Dave, this is rough. I need. I mean, you can go Adam Drive, uh, Dave, or Adam oh, Driver. Let me, just, let me just grab that's my. Let me just, let me just grab my Oscar. Uh, can I get uh, De Niro? In Raging Bull. Oh, thank God you took the De Niro. Well done. Well done. You did not take the De Niro performance. That's on my list. We know what's on your list, David. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jen, you're up. Hmm, do I do it, Dave? Do I do it? No. Okay. I am going to go in my first choice for Blockbusters. Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Oh my god. Oh nice. You couldn't go Kate. Kate Winslet? She's the better one in the movie. Uh it doesn't matter. The one that brought in more money, especially for his looks, and it yes, this cat- yes, this yes. catapulted him into stardom. There would be no Leo Wolf of Wall Street, no Leo Revenant had he not been in this movie called Titanic. You're making it's a little, uh, a little, a little, a little indie film called Titanic. You're <laughs> not making, everyone. His his face would not be plastered on all those teen magazines and yeah. my wall had it not been for the catapult that Titanic was, that behemoth of a moneymaker. So I have to honor Leo in his beginnings. I will give I will give us this. Um, usually all of us draft blockbuster very early. I love that this specific draft. We kind of like drafted this a lot later than it's than usual. Spaced out. Mm-hmm. That is very spaced out. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you're up. Alright, I'm gonna go action. Okay. I'm gonna go with a movie that meant a lot to a lot, a lot of people. It changed uh, a lot of things. Fan-four-stick? No. Chadwick Boseman as Black, ba- Black Panther in Black Panther. 
Fantastic. Movie there. Fantastic. Rest in peace to the anniversary too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. Now for me, because I know I I see Jenny eyeing and trying to snipe me again, so I will not allow her to do this. Um Don't if, do it, An Oscar winner An Oscar winner, I am going with Robert De Niro in The Godfather Part Two. Oh, not where I thought you were going. Where did you think I was going? Taxi driver. I did too. He yeah, didn't win. Same here. He didn't win the Oscar for that. And remember, well, I, I didn't think. No, but you could have put taxi drama, driver in drama. I already had. But then again, you I, I already Pacino. had Al Pacino yeah. or Flex. Flex. I know. We, we, the draft is still. The draft is still going, my friend. The draft is still <laughs> going. All right. Uh, oh, and on the turnaround. I'm going to pick Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver in my flex. <laughs> Ryan? Getting... I'm looking. Unless David has something he wants to add to it. Yes, I want to say that um, <laughs> Robert De Niro was robbed of the Oscar for Taxi Driver. Um, it's my second favorite performance of his outside of The Godfather Part Two. Uh, he is incredible. No offense. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I love Joker. But if it wasn't for Taxi Driver, it wasn't for Travis Bickle, you would not have an Arthur Fleck. Robert De Niro's performance is way better than Joaquin Phoenix's performance. And Taxi Driver is, for some reason, extremely underrated at this point that no one really, like, the Gen Z group does not talk about Taxi Driver the way they should. So, yeah, I need more people to put some respect on Taxi Driver's name. BT Dub, Paul Schrader, the writer of Taxi Driver, has a movie coming out next week at the Venice Film Festival starring Oscar Isaac called The Card Counter. We saw the trailer for it yesterday. I had heard about it a few months ago. Outside of the Tiffany Haddish aspect of the trailer, the movie looks really good. <laughs> Yo, when when Dave needs to like come up with content to let Ryan <laughs> take it, that, that was impressive. <laughs> Ryan, you are up. Alright. I'm going to go animated. I'm not sure if I'm going to go more for me or more for the audience. I'm going to go more for me. I am the I am the Vengeance. I am Kevin Conroy as Batman in uh, Mask of the Phantasm. That's an accepted poll. I didn't even think of that. That is a, that. If not, that probably would have been my choice too. That is really good poll. Solid one. Solid one. Thank you. And damn, what are we up to? Oh, I only have uh, sci-fi left. I have three more left. I have two more. Wait. Yeah, David, you should have sci-fi and action. Yes, I don't have action. Yes, you're right. Okay. Um, I have comedy. I have comedy, action, and flex. Is sequel not in there? No, sequel's not in here this time. Did you have a sequel performance? Let me really. That actually makes it easier because I was running low on sequel performances. I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, sequel will leave just when we're doing the movies. Oh, that makes it so much easier. Okay, then we're good. We're back to normal. (laughs) Yeah, Leo and I have three left. Yep, I have, have two. Dave have two. And Ryan has two. Ryan I have should two, have yeah. comedy and flex. Yep. All right. Um, Ryan, you're up. Oh, no, Jen's no, up. I just what? what? Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I'm going to go action. Charlize Theron as Furiosa in Mad oh, Max. Fuck. Fury oh, Christ. solid. She did it again. You're welcome, dude. Back to the drawing board on sci-fi. You're up. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's funny because Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave, on your list, you have like one of your favorite actors and you like, you have multiple films with them. So I think I'm going to do the same thing. 
I'm going to grab uh, Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. For Oscar? Uh, no, I already have Oscar. I'm going yeah, to put him in my flex. Nice. Great pick. I'll have, the, I'll, have, I'll have Jack Nicholson love in there. And, and now, I guess. Yep. And then you're going to wrap around. Yeah, now I got action and blockbuster. Uh, ooh, you know what? For action. Ooh, does this count as an action movie, though? I got to find from IMDb. <laughs> no, if this movie is going to technically count as an action movie, there is action in it. I had more trouble with action, actually. That was my last category that gave me the more trouble. Mm, trying to no. get yeah, For me, it was horror if I didn't get Anthony Perkins and comedy. Because yeah, according to our IMDb, this is a crime drama thriller. So that's not really action. Um... And I'm trying to see what a category this movie falls under because I think I yeah, can, right? there's a movie I'm looking at that I think falls under sci-fi. So I think I can pull it off if if it if if I get it. Dave. Yes. The movie The Departed is that a blockbuster? Oh, I can. Uh, Jenny's has the computer. Can you check the box office for The Departed? Has to be over a hundred million, right? Yep, I, I think I think you're good. I think you are I good think there. I'm good, yeah. I think I think it made that. I think it cost ninety million to make. That was my only concern. Um, yeah, you're safe. What? The Departed grossed one hundred and thirty-two point four million in the U.S. and Canada, and one hundred and fifty-nine million in other t- territories for a grand total of two ninety-one point five million against a production budget of ninety million. That is the power of Leonardo DiCaprio. Speaking of what? And Jack I, Nicholson and yes, Mark Wahlberg and me. Matt Damon. Everyone else that was in it, I know. But, but in my opinion, that was his best performance. I'm really? Going you think? DiCaprio Interesting. In The Departed. Yeah. I think I, for some reason. You know what it was? It's like, well, no, he's done. He's done very diverse roles. I think we can we can have like a whole freaking episode based on DiCaprio and his different performances. But like. When I saw him in The Departed, like his dark and broodiness in that movie, like it was just unlike stuff that I was used to seeing him in. And like just like the juxtaposition of him and Matt Damon and how like one of them was like the star's pupil that went into the dark world and then like the dark pupil that went into the light. I don't know. I just loved it. I always it was resonated with me more than Revenant and more than Wolf of Wall Street, uh, him and The Departed. So my Actually, no, never mind. I will say it because I just realized this is an action movie. Okay. Uh, who's up? Uh, yes, go ahead. So under comedy, even though this kind of falls comedy drama, I'm going with Jimmy Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Well, you should have won the Oscar for. Because that, I think, is his best performance. I agree 100%. Okay. You're up, I Brian. Am- I am torn. I don't know where to go because I have two options for both. And yeah, I one mean, of, comedy, one comedy for, is like that's yours, dude. That is I know. your category. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't know what you're waiting last. for for comedy. Save it for I'm last. Gonna, yeah, yeah, save that for last. I'll go flex. Oh, I love both of these performances a lot. If I do one, I get to do what I really want. Well, both of them show love. 
I'm going to go Joey Adams and Chasing Amy. For what? For what? Flex. Flex? Flex? All right. That's a, that's a solid one. All right. My last two picks here. Um, So I have sci-fi and I have action. action. So in sci-fi, I have confirmed that this movie is a sci-fi romantic drama uh, titled Ooh. Her. 2013. Oh, nice. You so, went there. So I am not going where you think I am. Although Charlize there, Charlize, uh, Scarlett Johansson is, I think that's her best performance in her career. And she is not even on screen for any of the career, any of the, of the film. But I think this is this specific person's second best performance of his career. And that is Joaquin Phoenix in her. And to finish up, and anyone that has not seen her, I always, um, I always preface it, this movie is more than just about a guy that falls in love with his iOS system. There's a lot more to this movie than just that. Yeah. Cinematography is fantastic. The script won the Oscar. The direction is fantastic. Scar Joe is fantastic. Amy Adams is great. Chris Pratt is great. It's a cast stack. It's a stacked cast. I mean, movie is really, really great. It's one of my favorite of 2013. And it was in my top 25 of the decade. And then to finish off in action, this movie is an action movie. And you guys can't tell me otherwise. I'm going with Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchanged. So it's funny, dude. I, I didn't put it on my list because it's not listed as an action movie. And I was like, wait, it's oh, not. Man. Wait, wait, it's not. If it's not, no. I, I have another option. It's but not. I think it's not. Officially, it's not. Okay, like, no problem. But no problem. But, but dude, that, but if that's not an action movie, what the hell is? I always thought because there is insane amount of action in that movie that it was. What is, do, can, can you double check what it's listed as? I don't yeah, mind changing it. I have another option in case. I freaking hated that because I, I think it should be because I wanted so full disclosure because I didn't see if anyone else comedy. All right, no, we can't talk because Ryan still has a flex available. Yeah, and that's my well, second favorite. That's my another, second favorite Leo According to uh, Wikipedia, it's a American revisionist Western film. Okay, all right, no problem. Yeah. I, I will. I mean, I've, no, it's fine. But what's a Western but an action movie? Exactly. Well, yeah. what is? Can you check IMDb? Uh, it's their drama western. Okay, no problem. So I'll I'll change it. So for wait, action, dude, I, there was another Django performance that I wanted on my list. So I'm like, oh wait, Django is like, there's like some gems in there. <laughs> yeah, I think this should have been Leo's first Oscar. Should have been Django. I think he's incredible in here, and he doesn't play he's the really villain. Good. He doesn't play the villain a lot. So the fact that he was oh, able to play doesn't. a villain is fantastic. But he's good. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, since I can't do Leo in um in Django, I'm gonna go with Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Love that. And I want, I, I know. Wait. Yeah. Oh, you want Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry. Never mind. Um, And I do want to give some love to um another movie that was my third on my list because I, I didn't think Michael B. Jordan was going to last. Um, I want to give a shout out to Natalie Portman's performance in Leon, The Professional. Um, She is, this is her first movie, and she is incredible in that movie. It's one of the best child, probably top five child performances of all time. She is incredible in that movie. So I wanted to give love to Natalie Portman and Leon. So yeah, that oh, is my you, last. You, you, just, you just gave away my, my last pick. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry about David, that, Ryan. Learn, learn when you have to be quiet. I didn't think that anyone would pick Natalie Portman here. Uh, Ryan, you're up. All right, do I do it for me or do I do it for the people? Do it for you, Ryan. Do it for you. All right. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. <laughs> if he, he's going to pick Kevin Smith as Silent Bob, I know. 
No, I'm actually going to go with Reboot. I'll tell you the movie first. Okay. I think because of the character's growth, even from the beginning of this film to the end of it, and just throughout the entire series of movies, Jason Mewes. Cool. You stay on brand. I love that, Ryan. <laughs> so I have Damn, two Captain Now, now I'm rethinking my thing, too. Like, should I stay on brand, too? I mean, action <laughs> is freaking comic book movies. Je- Jennifer? Okay, so my flex is Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. Damn. I mean, I'm done. Now many people have probably watched Sunset Boulevard, but if you watch it, she is that movie. And I think it's more, um, I think it's important in the sense that Gloria Swanson grew, grew her fame as an actress in a time very much in the beginning before movies were talking pictures before they really became, um, before they had sound, right? So she was a silent, This she grew up in the silent film era as an actress. And then in this movie, she's obviously older and she's in a talking picture um, and very much like the character that she portrays in the movie. I mean, she doesn't go nuts like that. But in this movie, she portrays someone trying to still have a career now trying to figure out what her place in the world is and her place in Hollywood is. Um, so she's really trying to create this movie with William Holden um, to be her her comeback performance, right? And it's just it's it's a great movie. It's a great performance. There, William Holden even has a very strong. Um, he's great in it. So if you haven't watched Sunset Boulevard, watch it. Um, and there you go. To piggyback off what Jenny said, Sunset Boulevard I think is Billy Wilder's best film. That movie is a masterpiece. I think it's. I think it's the best screenplay ever written. Like that movie, everything that movie does in terms of like, I think it was the perfect time for that movie with the changing of the guard of the silent era to the talkies. It was the perfect film for the time. Um, and it also has one of the greatest lines to ever end a movie. Jenny, do you want to do it? I'm going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> do you want me to do it? Well, you want to make sure you're saying it right because people mess it up all the time. No, it's I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Well, it's I think it's Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. So that's why you have to... Oh, it's the other way around. I think so. That's why a lot of it's like the empire. It. It's like the Empire Strikes Back thing that everyone says, Vader says, Luke, I am your yeah. father. And that's always wrong. Let's see. Let's see. I, that's why before I say it, I need to make sure I'm saying it right. Because a lot of people tend to... Um, Get it wrong. Okay, so she says, "All right, Mr. Demille, I'm ready for my close up." Yeah, it's wow. It's like you know what this reminds me of. Have you ever seen like the so whole? People usually say, "I'm ready for my close up, Mr. Yep. Demille." So and see? so it's funny. It reminds me of you remember the Bernstein Bears, the Bernstein Bears. Yes, yes. The... There's like Bernstein. this. There's like the this whole thing effect. about how yeah. So like that's the same thing here. But yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Please watch it. It's classic. It's the golden age of Hollywood. People are forgetting these movies more and more as time progresses. You guys need to remember where, where, what the golden age of Hollywood was. So please watch that movie. Uh, you know what, man? So that, I think that just, just kind of just solidified it. So Dave and Jenny staying on brand with the golden age of cinema. Rye staying on brand with going with freaking reboot. I will go Robert Downey Jr. Yes. in Avengers Endgame. Very good. Very for good. my action movie. I'm glad you stand stood on brand because uh, – I would have said this was the first draft that Leo did not go any comic book movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> this is fantastic. So that wraps up the draft. I'm going to go through 
my picks and we'll each go through our picks. So in Blockbuster, I have Hugh Jackman's performance in Logan. In sci-fi, I have Joaquin Phoenix in Her. In horror, I have Anthony Perkins in Psycho. In comedy, I have Leonardo DiCaprio, The Wolf of Wall Street. In drama, I have Al Pacino, Godfather Part Two. In action, I have Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther. In animated, I have Kathleen Turner, who framed Roger Rabbit. Oscar winner, I have Robert De Niro, The Godfather Part Two. Flex, I have Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. Jenny thought Jenny thought she was slick and she's gonna snipe Taxi Driver from me. Brian. Yeah. All right, I got Blockbuster, Arnold in Terminator 2, Sci-Fi, Carrie Fisher in Empire, uh, Horror, Robert England in Nightmare on Elm Street, Comedy, Jay in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, Drama, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, Action, Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther, Anime, Kevin Conroy in Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Oscar, Phoenix in Joker, and Flex, Joey Adams in Chasing Amy. I'm so happy I got to get two uh, Kevin Smith movies on this list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on great. <laughs> Jenny? Okay, so Blockbuster, Following My Heart, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Uh, science fiction, I have Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. For horror, I have Anthony Hopkins, The Silence of the Lambs. Comedy, I have Jimmy Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. In drama, I have Orson Welles, Citizen Kane. Action, Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road. Animated, Tom Hanks in Toy Stories. Uh, Oscar winner, (laughs) Heath Ledger, The Dark Knight. And my flex is Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. And Leo. So I have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as my blockbuster in The Departed. Sigourney Weaver as Ripley in Aliens is my sci-fi pick. For horror, I went Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance in The Shining. Uh, my uh, comedy is Nathan Lane in The Birdcage. My drama is the iconic Marlon Brando as the iconic Vito Corleone in Godfather. Uh, which, Dave, you also got a veto in Two vetoes <laughs> and two. Ironically, the only two actors to win the Oscar the, for the same character. Oh, yeah, because um, we, also, we also did the other the, two. The two too, jokers, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, my action, I went, I went with my heart. And I went with Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers Endgame. My animated is Robin Williams as Genie in Aladdin. My Oscar is Robert De Niro in Raging Bull. And my flex is uh, Jack Nicholson as R.P. McMurphy in One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. Awesome. This is a great draft, guys. I think everyone that really did. Fun. I think everyone did really well. And Ryan didn't want to be on with the performances. I'm glad you were on. <laughs> Uh, so that wraps everything up for this week. Next week, I've been waiting for this one for a long time. And not because of Leo, because Leo and I share a nice love for this. But next week, we're going to Middle Earth. <laughs> we're going to be walking there like everything else in the damn movie. And Jenny looking. will not be there. We're not. We're going to be looking at the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I can't wait to talk about talk about this with Ryan and eviscerate any thoughts, negative thoughts he may have about the Lord of the Rings. Until then, see you at the movies, kids.